Okay, Bhakta Virendra's third question. He has exhausted his <laughs> quota. Alright. Preliminary quota. We offer prasadam to the Supreme Lord and then partake its remnants. So, such food purifies and nourishes the senses than normal food. Okay, of course, because <clears throat> let's see how it nourishes actually. Bhagavad Gita, chapter 3, text 11, there is a verse from Chandogya Upanishad. So, this is actually from the Chandogya Upanishad. Ahara Shuddhau Sattva Shuddhihi Sattva Shuddhau Dhruva Smritihi Smritilambhe Sarvagranthinam Vipramokshaha <coughs> By performance of yajna, one's eatables become sanctified. And by eating sanctified foodstuffs, one's very existence becomes purified. By the purification of existence, finite issues in the memory become sanctified. And when memory is sanctified, one can think of the path of liberation and all these combined together lead to Krishna consciousness, the great necessity of present day society. See how the food leads to self-realization. How our existence becomes purified step by step. Huh? So this is the, this is how food helps. This is how it nourishes the senses. So, it not only does um, physical nourishment of the body, but also nourishment of the soul. Alright, so next question by Charu Ram. First question. Hare Krishna, all glories to the spiritual masters and Vaishnava devotees. There are doubt regarding these points. Why not Krishna save his devotee from falling or any mishaps, events, while one is at neophyte stage and taking to the bhakti path sincerely? Can share any reflections from spiritual masters on this? So the thing is, Krishna will save us, uh, but if we are a little adamant, then he will let us lose a little bit and you know like the um, Prabhupada gave the example of the fan if a child you know when the fan is moving the blades of the fan are moving fast and the child he you know he likes it you know he, he wants to put his finger into the fan then every time you know the parent hey, hey don't put don't put but then again the you know the child wants to put put his finger in the fan so this actually happened to Prabhupada so, uh, Prabhupada's son, second son, he was trying to put the finger in the fan. So, Prabhupada, uh, at Prabhupada's house, when he was a householder, and um, there was a friend of his. So, this was when Prabhupada was young. So, his friend was there. And, you know, Prabhupada's son was always going and, you know, trying to touch the fan. And every time Prabhupada had to, you know, take his hand away, take his hand away. And it was disturbing the conversation. So, then the friend suggested, why don't you... You know, switch the fan to the lowest speed and let him touch for a while. Let him touch. <laughs> then he did that, 
and when the boy went and touched, <gasps> oh, that's it. Then after that, even if you ask the child to go and touch the fan, he, he will he will go away from it. <laughs> he will understand the mistake. So once you commit a mistake, then actually that is a step for learning. So that's, therefore, they say failures are the stepping stones to success. So at least we know what not to do now. After having done it wrong, when we fall down, so-called, then we have realizations because when we hear about what is correct and what is wrong, what we should do and what we should not do, sometimes we don't. It's not registering in the head, you know, and we're careless about it. So therefore, what happens when we are inattentive? Maya will come and make us do something. Uh, okay, because this person is not understanding the point. Okay, then he falls down or does something. And when he does it, oh, it hits him bad. Uh, and my will make sure that it will hit him very bad. Oh, then he has to shape up. First, there is a, you know, slight, slight um, chastisement. And then if still one doesn't learn, even heavier chastisement, heavier chastisement, like that. So, these, and then once it happens, uh, then he realizes. Then he understands why this is very important. So, the... It's not exactly not saving. It is actually saving by doing that. Hmm. He doesn't consider it as great mistakes or great offenses, but at the same time, it is said, actually, let's see, you know, the Lord is merciful, but at the same time, when we're trying to take advantage of the Lord, uh, He knows how to correct our mistakes very well. Oh, the Lord is merciful, no? After all, Whatever I do also, the Lord will be very kind upon me. You know, I am chanting, no? He will be very kind. Huh? Is that so? Yeah, His kindness also means slapping, you know. Kindness <laughs> also means slapping. Usually, we don't take slapping as kindness. We see, oh, that is very harsh, that is very rude, that is very crude, whatever. But actually, that is kindness. Because it puts the child rack, uh, I mean, ch uh, child on the right track right away. <laughs> Slapping will put the child on the right track right away. That's it, finish. Instead of trying to explain to him, you know, this. Yeah, you can explain to him, but if he doesn't learn, he doesn't learn, he doesn't learn. Hence, one tight slap and he just keep quiet. That's it, finish. No more. So, you see here. 11.5.42 Swapadamulam bhachatah priyasya Tyaktanya bhavasya harihi pareshah Vikarmaya chotpatitam katanchet Dhunoti sarvam One who has thus given up all other engagements and has taken full shelter at the lotus feet of Hari, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is very dear to the Lord. Indeed, if such a surrendered soul accidentally commits some sinful activity, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is seated within everyone's heart, immediately takes away the reaction to such sin. See that? Another verse is also there. CC. I think Antya. 1.108 maybe yeah bhratyasya pashyati guru na pinaparadhan sevam managapikritam bahudabhyupaiti avishkaroti pishuneshva apinabhyasuyam shilena nirmata shilena nirmalamati purushottamoyam the supreme personality of godhead who is known as purushottama the greatest of all persons has a pure mind he is so gentle that even if his servant is implicated in a great offense, he does not take it very seriously. Indeed, if his servant renders some small service, the Lord accepts it as being very great. Even if an envious person blasphemes the Lord, the Lord never manifests anger against him. Such are his great qualities. 
you see even when shishupal was you know talking so many bad things about krishna he gave him chance 100 offenses after 100th offense he said okay there's enough of this body because if the more this body is living this person will go on offending and that is not good for him not that oh how can you offend me what is this cut his throat no he was worried about more about shishupal because if he continues to offend and offend and offend his life will be wasted and next life he will suffer even more okay enough your body is enough finish he released the ch- sudarshan chakra and finished him and then not only just finished him the soul everybody could see in the assembly the soul went and merged into krishna you know he he in fact rewarded him with liberation for accusing him you see how merciful the lord is and even putana when she came to kill krishna with poison smeared on her breast krishna actually gave her the position of mother oh because i have sucked your breast so therefore you are my mother and then she died but then when she she went back to the spiritual world and became like the mother of krishna because she offered her breast to krishna see how krishna is so merciful but just because he is merciful doesn't mean that he will only you know uh, smile and throw rose garland rose flowers rose rose petals no he will also give the thorns because we need that sometimes you see then only actually we will really uh, quickly learn our mistakes learn from our mistakes uh, chastisement and punishment is the quickest way sometimes to get us back on track otherwise if everything is going right and well you know we will take it seriously complacent so the lord does not want that he wants absolute attention alertness and surrender and that will happen with you know sufficient realization and when somebody doesn't have that the lord will make sure that he will get the realization so that is his mercy next question by charuram interesting question what is the significance of shiksha guru and diksha guru can both be same how to find a real diksha guru especially in ongoing and never ending debates around ritviks and non ritviks searching and finding one bona fide guru seems very risky so first part of the question what is the significance of shiksha guru and diksha guru so if you see in the chaitanya charitamrita adilila first chapter itself this whole thing is described what is shiksha what is diksha what is pradarshaka guru what is chaitya guru four types of guru so diksha guru is the person who takes you back to godhead who initiates you with transcendental knowledge and who takes away all the sinful reactions of the person such person is called diksha guru shiksha guru is one who may or may not be as advanced as a diksha guru but who <clears throat> directs the advancing devotee according to the directions of the diksha guru if he does not repeat the words and if he preaches something else that is he is not shiksha guru he is rascal prabhupad said so shiksha guru means who repeats the word of prabhupad and who um, instills the faith in the advancing disciple in prabhupad 
and Krishna. In the Diksha Guru and Krishna. In our case, it's Prabhupada. So that is Shiksha Guru and Diksha Guru. <coughs> Can both be same? Yes. That is, that is also possible. When the Guru, the Diksha Guru is the one who is also training him in, in every aspect of devotional service, then he is Shiksha Guru also. Shiksha also means teaching, Shiksha also means many other aspects of devotional service. That is Shiksha Guru. Like in the beginning years of in the Western world um, of our Hare Krishna movement, Srila Prabhupada actually taught them how to cook and how to, you know, how to be clean, how to you know bathe and everything. Everything he taught. You know, how to be a devotee, how to do deity worship, everything he personally taught. So all this shiksha he gave. So yes, that that uh, role can be played by the Diksha Guru, the Siksha Guru role also. But then as the movement grew more and more, then the temple authorities they had to train the, their downline men. And Prabhupada was you know traveling and preaching and translating books and this way the the, the devotees in the on the ground, you know, on the on the and the temples and all, the authorities they used to train the people in the temple, the devotees there. So that is Shiksha Guru, but in that case, the Shiksha Guru is different from the Diksha Guru, but the principle is the same. They will teach the same thing. It is not that they will teach two different things. If the Shiksha Guru is teaching something else, then that is not Shiksha Guru, that is a rascal. And the Diksha Guru has to be an authorized person. That means he has to be authorized by his spiritual master and he has to be qualified as a Uttamadhikari. And then he can be a real Diksha Guru. Now, how to find a real Diksha Guru? It is said, A Brahmanda Brahmite Kona Bhagyavan Jeev. CC Madhya 19, I think 151, I think. Hmm. See this. A Brahmanda Brahmite Kona Bhagyavan Jeev, Guru Krishna Prasad Pai Bhaktilatabij. So, Brahmanda Brahmita means in this universe everybody is wandering around, you know, from top to bottom, wandering from highest planet to lowest planet to middle planet to, you know, all species and everything. But, Kono Bhagyavan Jeev, one who is actually fortunate, he will get the mercy of the, he will meet the bona fide Diksha Guru. So, now, Prabhupada is already here, Diksha Guru, he is offering. Of course, your, your next question is, how to find a real Diksha Guru, especially in ongoing and never-ending debates around Ritviks and non-Ritviks. Searching and finding one bona fide Guru seems very risky. It is risky as long as we don't accept the words of Prabhupada. So, if we accept Prabhupada's words, it is not risky. Because Prabhupada is offering himself as the Guru. And if one is fortunate, one will accept that. And if you are not confident of which, whether Ritviks or non-Ritviks, then you can see our presentations. Maybe you have not seen how we conclusively uh, presented it. We have done a Ritvik video by Sundar Gopal Prabhu three years back. We also released a position paper called Initiations after 1977. And recently, about a couple of months back, we did also um, a five-part webinar series on Ritwik system. Each video, each live stream, it was conducted like this and you know, on live streams. And it was three hours long each session. That means 15 hours in total. And we showed it uh, from the Shastri point of view, um, solid proofs. 
how Ritwik system is actually bona fide and how weak we have in fact um, we took on all the arguments that these um, ISKCON Guruvadis put up and we've answered everything so I strongly recommend in fact I will um, ask our our um, page moderator to also share the link please share the link with him so that he can you know the playlist link of on the YouTube uh, or Facebook both so you can go that and go to that link and all the five videos will be there you can watch them step by step one two three four five and once you have completed you should have a very uh, clear picture about this whole thing so I recommend you do that it is not at all risky see spiritual life <laughs> we are coming to spiritual life for ending our risky life in this material world so and by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada he made it very clear so that we will not have to go through this trauma of you know mental trauma and uh, sometimes even physical trauma uh, in having to deal with conditioned souls posing as gurus Prabhupada is so merciful in fact that he's offering himself as guru so please understand with an open mind you know you can have all your questions and you, after watching that if you still have questions you can always ask me i mean you can reach out to me on my facebook or you can ask on these live streams on ama sessions or um, you know you can write to me personally so that's the answer for that next question bhakti rajanya Can you give, can you explain? Okay, let me put the question on the screen. Can you explain? Annamaya, Pranamaya, Gyanamaya, Vigyanamaya and Anandamaya. See here, <coughs> in Bhagavad Gita 13.5 purport, it is explained, Taitri Upanishad, Brahma Pucham Pratishtha, there is a manifestation of the Supreme Lord's energy known as Annamaya, dependence upon food for existence. So these Annamaya, Pranamaya, Gyanamaya, Vigyanamaya, Anandamaya are the progressions of the living entity especially in this human form of life there is a manifestation of the supreme lord's energy known as annamaya dependence upon food for existence this is the materialistic realization of the supreme so um, like for a child the only thing the child knows an infant who is just born the only thing he knows is he wants to drink the milk of the mother and he wants to sleep and that's it <coughs> so food is his main you know activity eating is the main activity dependence on dependence upon food that, that's the only thing they understand they don't understand anything else oh this is my mother i am the son or a daughter or whatever they won't understand nothing their understanding of their individual existence they don't understand anything they just want food that's it this is annamaya stage then in pranamaya after realizing the supreme absolute truth in food one can realize as absolute truth in the living symptoms or, or life forms. 
these are all different stages of realizations of absolute truth but the person doesn't even know that he is looking at the absolute truth or different energies of the absolute truth so he pranamaya he starts to see life forms and living symptoms okay he starts to understand i am a person and this is my father this is my mother and this is that person and you know i, I want this you know they have a sense of individuality existence individual existence so and they and they have some wants they have some desires sometimes you know the children as they grow up they will show all these symptoms you know of growth this is pranamaya Hmm. and this and even when it develops a little more then they'll start to have friends they'll they'll fight with others who they come to consider enemies you know or sometimes whatever so they they start to identify and uh, living symptoms and life forms they will learn manners how to deal with others you know all these things starts to form in their head in gyanamaya realization extends beyond the living symptoms to the point of thinking feeling and willing you see gyanamaya uh, to the point of thinking feeling and willing uh, to think about it like for example um, any philosopher any scientist they think about you know some subject and then they come up with theories and you know, you know thinking feeling and willing you know, not only scientists anybody I mean, we feel things you know we 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 have some willing you know i want to do this i want to do that i have this plan you know this is all gyanamaya then then there is brahman realization called vigyanamaya even higher you know in the gyanamaya one may be in karmic doing karmic activities but as vigyanamaya he will consider liberation the monistic pleasure of impersonal realization that is realized in vigyanamaya that means he understands actually i'm not this body i am the spirit soul aham brahmasmi that is vigyanamaya finally okay what is vigyanamaya in which the living entity's mind and life symptoms are distinguished from the living entity himself means he understands that he as living entity soul is separate from not only his subtle body uh, so gross body but also his subtle body which includes the mind intelligence and false ego he is separate from even even that so that realization is vigyanamaya he understands he is not the material body finally next and supreme stage is anandamaya realization of the all blissful nature that means all blissful nature real ananda is at, uh, only found when one actually serves the lord so in this stage he understands the supreme lord and he understands himself and he understands his relationship with the supreme lord and he engages in the relationship of the supreme lord in bhakti and actually experiences love of godhead and that is anandamaya and chaitanya mahaprabhu when he um, you know chanted the shikshashtaka आनंदाबुधिवर्धनम प्रतिपदम पूर्णाम्रतास्वादनम दर इज आनंदमयोभ्यासा सो आनंदमयोभ्यासा मीन्स वी ऑल आर सर्चिंग आफ्टर दैट फाइनल रियलाइजेशन आनंदमय वी वॉन्ट टू बी आनंदमय बट वी आर नाउ इन दीज लोअर फॉर्म्स ऑफ कॉन्शियसनेस अन्नमय प्राणमय ज्ञानमय विज्ञानमय यूजली इट्स द फर्स्ट थ्री अन्नमय प्राणमय ज्ञानमय बट विज्ञानमय एंड आनंदमय very very anandamaya especially is the rarest um, in this material world thus there are five stages of brahman realization which are called brahma pucham out of these the first three annamaya pranamaya and gyanamaya involve the fields of activities of the living entities transcendental to all these fields of activities is the supreme lord who is called anandamaya the vedanta sutra also describes the supreme by saying anandamayo bhyasat the supreme personality of god is by nature full of joy 
to enjoy his transcendental bliss he expands into vijnanamaya pranamaya gyanamaya annamaya in the field of activities the living entities enti- entity is considered to be the enjoyer and different from him is the anandamaya uh, that means that if the living entity decides to enjoy in dovetailing himself with the anandamaya then he becomes perfect this is the real picture of the supreme lord as a supreme knower of the field the living entity as a subordinate knower and the nature of the field of activities one has to search for this truth in the vedanta sutra or brahma sutra so this is about five stages next um question by bhakti najanya again what is this if we see a person doing a lot of sins but he has all assets money relations fame power all why lakshmi bless him is it the result of past karma why such persons don't suffer okay kanto 5 chapter 18 text 22 lakshmi let's you answer you an you, your question was why lakshmi blessed him right so let's ask let's ask lakshmi herself so lakshmi is saying this mat prapta yejesh surasuradayas tapyanta ugram tapa aindriye dhiyah rute bhavat pada parayanannamam Translation, O Supreme Unconquerable Lord, when they become absorbed in thoughts of material enjoyment, Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva, as well as other demigods and demons, undergo severe penances and austerities to receive my benedictions. Lakshmi is saying, but I do not favor anyone, however great he may be. unless he is always engaged in the service of your lotus feet that means lakshmi is saying i will only bless a devotee of you only krishna narayana your devotee i will bless i will not favor anyone else however great he may be because i always keep you within my heart i cannot favor anyone but a devotee so why these people are rich then let's look at the purport In this verse the goddess of fortune Lakshmi Devi clearly states that she does not bestow her favor on any materialistic person Although sometimes a materialist becomes very opulent in the eyes of another materialist such opulence is bestowed upon him by the goddess Durga Devi a material expansion of the goddess of fortune not by Lakshmi Devi herself Those who desire material wealth worship Durga Devi with the following mantra dhanam dehi roopam dehi roop Rupapati Bhajam, actually Rupapati Bhariya, Rupapati Bhajam, okay, Rupapati Bhajam, Dehi, Rupapati Bhariya Dehi, 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 you know, Dehi means give. Oh, worshipable mother, Durga Devi, please give me wealth, strength, fame, a good wife, and so on. Actually, it's not Rupapati Bhajam. Good wife means Rupapati Bhariya. I don't know why it was written like that. That means a beautiful wife. Rupavati Bharya. So anyway, by pleasing God as Durga, one can obtain such benefits. But since they are temporary, they result only in Maya Sukha, 
इल्यूजरी हैप्पीनेस एज स्टेटेड बाय प्रहलाद महाराज माया सुखाय भरम उद्वहतो विमूढान 7943 ऑफ श्रीमद् भागवतम दोज हु वर्क वेरी हार्ड फॉर मटेरियल बेनिफिट्स आर विमूढस फूलिश रास्कल्स बिकॉज़ सच हैप्पीनेस विल नॉट एंड्योर ऑन द अदर हैंड डिवोटीज लाइक प्रहलाद एंड ध्रुव महाराज achieved extraordinary material opulences but such opulences were not maya sukha when a devotee acquires unparalleled opulences they are the direct gifts of the goddess of fortune who resides in the heart of narayana the material opulences a person obtains by offering prayers to the goddess durga are temporary as described in bhagavad gita antavattu phalam tesham tad bhavati alpamedhasam men of meager intelligence desire temporary happiness we have actually seen that one of the disciples of bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur wanted to enjoy the property of his spiritual master and the spiritual master being merciful toward him gave him the temporary property but not the power to preach the cult of chaitanya mahaprabhu all over the world that special mercy of the power to preach is given to a devotee who does not want anything material from his spiritual master but wants only to serve him the story of the demon ravana illustrates this point although ravana tried to abduct the goddess of fortune sita devi from the custody of lord ramachandra he could not possibly do so the sita devi he forcibly took with him was not the original sita devi but an expansion of maya or durga devi as a result instead of winning the favor of the real goddess of fortune ravana and his whole family were vanquished by the power of durga devi srishti sthiti pralaya sadhana shakti reka pralaya means destruction so his whole he was destroyed and actually i want to show you the verse where it is said that sita devi that was maya sita let's see this is actually in the cc चैतन्य चरितामृतम थिंक दिस वॉज इसी मध्यलीला चैप्टर नाइन टेक्स्ट टू हंड्रेड एंड फोर सीता राखिलेना कूर्म पुराण यस सो हियर इट सेड मध्यलीला नाइन डॉट टू हंड्रेड एंड टू वेन रावणा केम टू किडनैप मदर सीता एंड शी सॉ हिम शी टूक शेल्टर ऑफ द फायर गॉड अग्नि the fire god covered the body of mother sita and in this way she was protected from the hands of ravana upon hearing from the kurma puran how ravana had kidnapped a false form of mother sita shri chaitanya mahaprabhu became very satisfied the fire god agni took away the real sita and brought her to the place of parvati goddess durga an illusory form of mother sita was then delivered to ravana and in this way ravana was cheated hmm? and actually this real sanskrit words are also there uh yeah this is the one madhilila 9.211 and 12 you see sri chaitanya mahaprabhu returned to sadhan madhura madurai and delivered the original manuscript of the kurma puran to ramdas vipra this ramdas vipra was a brahmana who invited chaitanya mahaprabhu to come and he said he would offer a feast but when chaitanya mahaprabhu went to his house he saw nothing was cooked he asked ramdas what happened no yeah yeah i need to cook actually what happened something is troubling you yeah i was i was just thinking i, I don't know how can i live anymore because you know in the mood of hanuman he was thinking that 
Ravana, he came and kidnapped Sita. How, how could he touch Sita? How could he touch the goddess of fortune? Huh? Ram's wife, how could she be touched by such a demon? He could not, he could not fathom how, how, can this, how can this inauspicious thing happen. So, then, um, then he said, no, 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 it's actually like this, that, uh, you know, he's a Maya Sita. Then he, all right, all right, then he cooked and everything. Then he ate, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ate, but then he went to more south, as he was in the South India tour, he went more south and in Kurma Puran he found this page. He tore the he tore that page and came came back to this brahmana. You see, you see, I have found that uh, shloka from Kurma Puran. Patralaya puna dakshina mathura ayla Ramdas vipre shay patra anidila. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu returned to southern Madhura and delivered the original manuscript of the Kurma Puran to Ramdas vipre. You see, just before this verse is Nutan patra lekhaya pustake devoyala. I don't know how I'm pronouncing it. <laughs> Diyojaila Pratiti Laghi Puratan Patram Magi Nila. Since the Kurma Puran was very old, the manuscript was also very old. Sri Chaitanya, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took possession of the original leaves in order to have direct evidence. The text was copied onto new leaves in order that the Puran be replaced. So, tore open the actual leaf and then copied it and then put back the new ones in the, in the Puran and left it there and then the old one, the original one, so that it is it is not a newly made one, concocted one, it's the original one. <laughs> so, he wanted to go and satisfy that Brahmana and you know, uh, you know stop his um, uh, depression that he was feeling because of Sita being kidnapped. So, then he went and then he said, I have come with this original evidence. This is the actual shloka, two shlokas actually. Sita, Sita Yara Vahnish Chaya Sitam Chaya Sitam Ajijanat Tamjahara Dashagrivaha Sita Vahnipuram Gata Parikshasamaye Vahnim Chaya Sita Viveshasa Vahni Sitam Samaniya Tatpurastadaninayat when he was petitioned by Mother Sita, the fire god Agni brought forth an illusory form of Sita and Ravana, who had ten heads, kidnapped this, kidnapped the false Sita. The original Sita then went to the abode of the fire god. When Lord Ramachandra tested the body of Sita, it was the false illusory Sita that entered the fire, you know, the Agni Pariksha. Although it was to test her chastity, but actually in the background this was happening, <laughs> which nobody knew. Only the Daivarahasa, this is only the few demigods, you know, they knew the secret. The original Sita was uh, then went to the abode of the fire god. When, Lam, when Lord Ramachandra tested the body of Sita, it was the false illusory Sita that entered the fire. At that time, the fire god brought the original Sita from his abode and delivered her to Lord Ramachandra. The, these two verses are taken from the Kurma Puran. So, in other words, the wealth that these materialistic people have, sinful people have, is Chaya Sita or Maya Sita. This is illusory wealth. They are not the real wealth. When Prabhupada you know, became so rich as he was preaching Krishna consciousness, that was real wealth, Krishna's wealth, Lakshmi. But these people have this, this illusory Maya Sita, Maya Lakshmi. Actually, this, she is Durga. So, they are benedicted by that. So that's why they they will that wealth that they have is actually the road to hell for them. It appears that they're enjoying. Actually, there is a road for them to hell. 
because with all that money they will do more and more sinful activities so that quickly they will go to hell royal road to hell you know <clears throat> next wow we have so many questions today huh? um next question by ajanya can we use asafoetida in cooking prasadam yes you can but not on ekadasi usually can be used pure asafoetida can be used on ekadasi but the powder which you get that's not pure asafoetida is mixed with grains so pure asafoetida is actually a little bit lumpy so it will stick together so to make it free flow they will add a bit of i think rice flour or something like that so then it becomes free flow and the asafoetida powder is usually that so if you want to asafoetida is basically a sap of a tree so in its pure form you can use but if you can't find it you can only use another days than ekadasi next question by sanjay sukhdev let's copy the question haribo lord krishna also has also spoken gita when he was in a higher space of consciousness also we learn that lord shiva has that same equanimity in that space of consciousness whereas krishna we learn shiva also appears how can you explain the difference between both what is the space of consciousness krishna is always it's not that you know when he has spoken gita he was in a higher space of consciousness and after gita he became to a lower consciousness what is this, this is all uh, atheistic conception we should not have these things these are all offensive i don't know where you have heard these things but wherever you have heard it from it is wrong source krishna is krishna all the time he is in the same state he doesn't fluctuate like us sometimes in a good mood sometimes in bad mood no he is always the same and whenever he speaks he speaks absolute knowledge yoga prokta puratanah what i spoke to sun god i am speaking to you again because why dharma samsthapanarthaya for reestablishing the principles of religion so it is not that he is in a higher space of con- he is always in the highest state of consciousness uh, understand so that is krishna matta paratram nanya nobody is equal to or above him at any time lord shiva is not equal to lord krishna we have gone through this many times in padma puran and uh, you know it is stated that arche vishnu shaladhir there it is stated that um sarveshvare shetad itara samadhir yasyava shri vishnu um sarveshvare shetad itara samadhir yasyava narakisah if one considers vishnu to be equal to shiva and you know any other demigod he is a naraki he is a resident of hell and another place in it is stated yastu narayanam devam brahmarudradi daivatai samatvenaiva vikshetha sa pashandi bhavet dhruvam pashandi means atheist if one considers narayan to be equal to brahman or rudra or shiva he is considered an atheist so these are the injunctions of shastra so what is the relationship between krishna and shiva that is stated in the brahma samhita i think uh, 545 i think क्षीरमिकारशेषयोगा संजाते नृथगस्ति हेतो 
यूतामुपैति कार्या गोविंदमादिपुरुषम तमहम भजा just as milk is transformed into curd by the action of acids but yet the effect curd is neither same as not different from its cause with milk so i adore the primeval lord govinda of whom the state of shambhu is a transformation for the performance of the work of destruction so kshiram and dadhi kshiram means milk dadhi means yogurt so both have different effects so milk is considered uh, is compared with krishna and yogurt is compared with shiva so when the milk is you know uh, to milk when acids are added um, like you know lemon or you know some uh, what is this not lemon exactly um, if you actually add lemon juice you will get paneer out of that if boiling milk but i think uh, you can also create curd like that but if you have this yogurt culture then you can actually you can get yogurt but from yogurt you cannot get back milk hmm. so it's a one way process and so krishna has the power of lord shiva but lord shiva does not have the power of lord krishna same and to deal with the material world the acids that you know the, when the milk is connected with acids then it becomes curd right so that connection what is that acid that is this material world because lord shiva directly deals with the material world in the form of durga parvati therefore he is like the curd yogurt and krishna is like the milk so lord shiva is very very powerful nobody can become a lord shiva you can become lord brahma that is there if one is qualified he can become lord brahma but lord shiva nobody can become is beyond nobody can actually become lord shiva he is that great but at the same time he is not as great as narayana but he is a very very great personality and he is the foremost of all vaishnavas in the universe so that is the difference between lord shiva and lord vishnu <coughs> next question bhakta virendra okay you have executed okay since it's a very small question i'll take it <laughs> the question is is it true that blackening of one's japa beads is the progress of our advance advancement of devotee in his devotional service i'll want to give a simple answer to this so is it true that blackening of one's japa beads is the progress or advancement of devotee in his devotional service <coughs> no that means he has used the beads for a long time but again it depends on the one's attentiveness and you know surrender to the holy name so his advancement is not uh, measured by how black or how shiny the beads are but on how you know how much surrendered one is to the holy name and to the devotees and all the whole process simple answer i want to go to the next question there are i think still many many questions i think uh by bhakta subramanian uh okay let's put the question on the screen hare krishna prabhu dhanavad pranam dhanavad pranam all glorious shri prabhupad prabhu is it true that every one of the four sampradayas relate to the lord in specific ways if so can the 
rasa of one sampradaya be incorporated into another well <clears throat> like ramanujacharya bhaktivinoda thakur has written the ramanujacharya actually saw had darshan of chaitanya mahaprabhu although it was before the time of chaitanya mahaprabhu ramanujacharya had darshan and he wanted to experience the madhurya rasa uh, but chaitanya mahaprabhu um, advised him that you internally you feel madhurya ras but externally you show dasiras servitorship so whichever sampradaya one you know comes from he can ultimately go back to vaikuntha and he can still develop his original mood of worship like for example madhavendra puri although coming from madhvacharya sampradaya who worship usually krishna alone madhavendra puri started radha krishna worship so he brought this conjugal flavor into madhva sampradaya and that uh, was further um, worked upon by shri chaitanya mahaprabhu and then the six goswamis and the whole, <coughs> whole sampradaya <coughs> so well can the rasa of <coughs> one sampradaya <coughs> be incorporated into another well that was an example where ramanujacharya and also madhva madhavendra puri introduced radha krishna worship so these are examples so looks like yes next question vijay sharma prabhu vijay sharma prabhu question since a lot of bhoga like milk ghee oats nuts <coughs> seeds juice etc are already heat treated cooked by non devotees when we purchase them how can we offer them to lord krishna well nuts when they dehydrate them it's not exactly cooking they dehydrate them and oats the same thing ghee yes ghee so the thing is when it's purchased ideally of course you can you should have all these things done by yourself but you know um we can't get all that like that so we have uh, we are buying these things so how to how to you know offer them to lord krishna so uh, what is that dravya mulyana shuddhate that is the formula i mean prabhupada also used like that so he used the milk you know when he went to the western world he used the milk like that from packet and ghee of course ghee i mean <laughs> we buy from everywhere right and to make ghee i don't know if you know it it has to be actually boiled and cooked you know so yeah so the the cream is taken out from milk and you know my mother used to make um and used to have this you know very nice flavor so uh, basically these are all heat treated well yes but then that is the beginning of the for ghee especially ghee is formed only after the heating until then it's not ghee so either way if we, when we purchase it becomes purified and we can use it for use with i mean for krishna to offer to krishna <coughs> seeds juice etc 
yeah so the basically the same thing of course juice we can sometimes yeah they have bought but uh, we can also make our own juice that will be the best but yeah otherwise we use this because we can purchase and you know use it and probably used it so there's no problem with that next So, question by Tapasya Prabhu, Hare Krishna Prabhu, all glory to Shri Prabhupada. Suppose Gurudev is sick. Now, if the disciple chant extra rounds, offer Tulsi leaf to Narasimhadev, do sacrifice for Gurudev, is it beneficial or is it helpful for Gurudev? Or disciple can keep prayers for Gurudev? Well, when Prabhupada was feeling sick, he asked actually all the devotees to chant all over the world, and devotees were chanting. So that was also done. Prabhupada actually said that. <clears throat> he asked all the devotees to chant so you know again if krishna wills they all prayed i mean when uh, for example bhakti charuswami of course i mean he was never born for guru honestly because never authorized by shri prabhupada but they all prayed for him but ultimately krishna's will is there um, whatever he wants he will do but then why we should pray like that so the thing is to a real spiritual master this actually is worth doing all these things and of course for a vaishnava but if somebody is of course is posing himself as a guru without being authorized that's a different issue but for a vaishnava or especially for a spiritual master one should chant and one should pray for the well-being of another devotee that's that's vaishnav and one must always um covet or what is that what is the word for that desire one should always desire the association of the spiritual master in fact it is also said in one of the purports um shri prabhupada says that a disciple should grieve the passing away of his spiritual master he should cry although it is said that usually when a person dies we should not cry dhirastatra namo hyati but a disciple must cry when the spiritual master leaves that means of course it's not crocodile tears <laughs> but the devotees the disciple should feel that um, intense attachment for the spiritual master and that attachment is different from just ordinary bodily attachment for any other person materialistic person and the the absence of such association of the devotee should be thoroughly grieved so that is also there see so this is all important important principles of uh, you know guru shishya relationship or the spiritual master and disciple relationship so yeah so this is there prabhupada asked so of course that that mood should be there but ultimately whatever krishna desires will happen or whatever pure devotee desires will happen but we should get into that praying mood to krishna you know please don't take away the association of such a exalted spiritual master so these are all you know good for uh, exalted devotees and actually sincere vaishnavas but you know it's kind of a misplaced for a 
person who went against the order of the spiritual master that's a bit misplaced next question by mataji okay one second how to recite this verse what was this now i don't know i can try हे देव हे दयिता हे भुव नैक बंधो I mean, I am just winging the tune. It's not exactly Vasanta Tilaka tune. This is not, although it has 14 syllables, but it is not the same as uh, Brahma Samhita tune. I mean, <laughs> I don't know actually the tune for this. I mean, we can just make up a tune. I mean, there must be a standard tune, of course, but when we don't have. we should still go on chanting it but just actually let us see 265 madhya let's see chaitanya charitamrita madhya 2.65 this is what is this krishna karnamrita oh by bellumangal thakur oh dearest one oh only friend of the universe o krishna o restless one o only ocean of mercy o my lord o my enjoyer o beloved to my eyes alas when will you again be visible to me he deva he dayata he bhuvanaika bandho he krishna he chapala he karunaika sindho he natha he ramana he nayana bhirama ha ha kadanubhav ंधो हे कृष्ण हे चपल हे करुणक सिंधो हे नाथ हे रमन हे नयना हा हा कदाता सिपदम दृशोर में दैट होपफुली डज इट आई जस्ट विंग दैट 